Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with members of the board of directors for the Masters Conference, including Rick Clark, its co-founder and senior director of sales enablement and strategy with Cloud9, Monica Harris, product business manager of enterprise solutions at Celebrate, and Marla Moore, manager of client relations at ACEDS. Rick, Monica, Marla, how are you? Great. Thanks, Ari. Doing well. Thanks, Ari. Oh, well, I'm excited to speak with you all. Rick, tell us about the genesis of the Masters Conference. If you think back in the mid-2000s, so 2005, Robert Childress, me, and a few others were sitting in a Panera Bread just thinking, you know, gosh, there's really no thought leadership conferences. We have ILTA, Legal Tech, but nothing that really dives into content. And when we put together the Masters Conference, it was... In true Robert Childress fashion, can't do anything small. So we went big and we started in the Reagan Center in Washington, D.C. and had a pretty big event, three-day event and lots of sponsors. And really what we wanted to do is create an environment where people, wherever they are in their careers, could experience intimate conversations with other speakers, thought leaders, and even themselves become thought leaders, sit on panels and elevate themselves, their careers, their, their knowledge on their subject matters and topics and things they wanted to you know, get better at. So, so that's how it started. I was in DC back in 2006 and just a Panera Bread and a lot of coffee gave us this idea to kick off the master's conference. And, and now it's been quite a few years later and here we are. Marla, how does the 2022 schedule of events honor the legacy of Robert Childress, who, as Rick said, led the conference for so many years. Well, we've tried to stick to Robert's vision that he had for the conference back in 2006. And we wanted to get back out there. We actually wanted to get back out last year, but of course, COVID prevented us from doing. So we wanted to get back to some of the, uh, the cities that have been very important to Robert and meaningful to him for the first year. Besides DC, Chicago, Denver, We'll also be in California, Dallas, New York, and Atlanta. And that's one of the reasons, one of the ways we are preserving Robert's legacy. Monica, I was actually an attendee and speaker at the 2008 Masters Conference. What distinguishes the Masters Conference from similar legal industry events? I would say that there are three things that distinguishes the Masters Conference from similar events. First and foremost, the community that the Masters Conference has. It is filled with legal professionals and litigation support professionals who really have an emphasis on education, thought leadership. And then that community itself is also very organic at encouraging networking as well. So you have an opportunity for those who are seasoned in the industry to come together with those who are looking to connect. And it's just really a a very fertile community. What would you say, Rick? Would you agree with that? Is that your thoughts as well? Yeah, absolutely. And as I mentioned earlier, when we started, we wanted to have a focused thought leadership conference. DC was great. So a lot of folks could get there. But then we realized over the years that Many people can't always travel to DC or a single event. So 
we partnered with multiple law firms and basically put this on like a tour. So once a month or so, there would be a conference somewhere around the United States and we've expanded into London, but really it was to bring the master's conference to local communities within different cities around the country. Well, how does the board select topics on which to focus in each city where it produces its programs? What we normally do is we take that city or the region where that city is at, and we ask the thought leaders and some of our sponsors in those areas, what is happening? What are the trends? What's going on at that particular time? And we select the topics based on that. And also things that are new that have just come out. And you have another large conference that happens once a year. Six months later, there could be a new hot topic. This is a way of able to keep on top of the trends, the current trends that are happening. And we also want to focus in on what's important for that particular area. How do you avoid overlap from similar events? We don't normally have a lot of the same people coming to every city. Like Rick Rick said, it is pretty much focused on the regional area for those who can't go to the other larger conference or a one-day conference across the country or halfway across the country. So I've never seen a problem with we have some overlap in certain topics. And actually, I have found that a lot of these people that attend a one-day conference really appreciates us doing this because they actually get to focus in and ask questions in person, especially after not doing on a webinar where you can't ask specific questions to the speakers. Yeah, and if I may expand on that a little bit, the other part of it is, Marla alluded to, The fact that because we're in all of these various cities, most of our attendees in our community are folks that don't travel the circuit. They don't go to legal tech and ILTAs and others. So some of them, actually many of them, this is their only conference they go to for the year. So it's their chance to get exposure to these topics and the thought leaders around it. Monica, what skills are necessary for legal professionals to thrive in legal tech and e-discovery in a post-pandemic environment? A lot of the skills that the same skills that were necessary before the pandemic, but also a a lot of the things that we've been talking about thus far in the podcast. We've talked a lot about topics that are trending, connecting to one's community. Those are the skills or at least the habits, right? Skills are learned, at least the habits that a legal professional or a professional in litigation technology, what they should have is just wanting to stay on top of those trending topics, wanting to connect within their communities to foster thought leadership for those trending topics. I think that set of skills in particular would definitely make for a successful legal or legal tech professional. Rick, how do you see the master's conference evolving in a new era of engagement that combines remote and in-person activities? This year the focus really is to let's reestablish the community in seven cities across the country and get in person back, right? Get the brand familiarized again with with all of our community and and folks who want to also be a part of this. So currently that is the, the main focus. Let's get these cities and get the community kind of back up again. Certainly having access to remote webinars and, and things. So our sponsors have access to winning all of those. But but really, what we want to do is get this year back to where we were before pandemic, and then start looking at the global stage future years and, and start incorporating you know other locations and even expanding potentially in the US as well. 
This is Ari Kaplan speaking with members of the board of directors for the Masters Conference, including Rick Clark, its co-founder and senior director of sales enablement and strategy with Cloud9, Monica Harris, product business manager of enterprise solutions at Celebrate, and Marla Moore, manager of client relations at ACEDS. Rick, Monica, Marla, thank you so very much. Thank you, Ari. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.